Hello and welcome. Hi, welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Raising Athletes podcast. I am so excited to talk today about an issue that affects a lot of us. And um, I've had it happen in my career. I'm sure, Carrie, you had your share of injuries and then coaching and watching kids overcome injury. And so I thought, and I'm working with several of the Sunshine teams right now, and, and you know we're getting into the part of the season where that becomes an issue. So I thought today we would spend some time talking about how can we support our athletes, parents, um, in helping them return to play. Yes, it's so frustrating. Um, and, you know, the obviously before even number one in this five-step process is some of this can be prevented. You know, mm-hmm. if, if they're lifting and really balanced and they have no weaknesses anywhere and they're jumping correctly. I mean, you know, I, I, I think the band, the bands are so key um, to preventing so many injuries, you know, whether the, the girls do a great warm up with the leg bands and they do a great warm up with the shoulder bands, which I don't, I definitely don't incorporate enough. Um, I think every day if the girls are, who are playing volleyball are using the leg bands and the shoulder bands, when you look at international volleyball players, they don't take a day off from like a heavy band work. Um, how many minutes do you think and what, what age and how long should, should that be? I really think if you start it when you're little, you know, 10 minutes a day. Every day, regardless of whether you practice or not, just 10 minutes, yes, it's build it into your routine, like brushing your teeth. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, you know, I do think there's people who need to have ankle braces on too. You know, I, I haven't determined, sometimes I've had kids even with an ankle, you know, like if they run into the pole or somebody, they land on someone's foot, even with an ankle brace, there's nothing you can do. Right. But you know, it's a, it's a start. Yeah. So I think that's gotta be the number one thing. I mean, all the plyos and the sand work and making sure that, you know, like we really want to be actually multiple sport athletes, but we don't have time to be multiple sport athletes. But when you look at like Olivia on my team and like, and you break down how she jumps, you know, she's played water polo. She plays soccer. She plays beach volleyball. You know, she does kind of, she's probably the most like playing all kinds of sports. Um, and her legs are the most balanced, balancedly uh, developed. All yeah. around. That is something that we have gotten away from. And I've talked about on previous podcasts about overuse injury. You know, a lot of this comes from because we're doing only single motion you know, all year round versus having a water polo season, having a beach volleyball season, having an indoor season, right? And being able to use different muscles in different ways. So yeah, that's a great point to to be as preventative as possible. And what are we doing and what are you adding into your routine, which then requires discipline, right? If if the team doesn't have time to do it, or is that something that teams should be implementing into the first couple minutes of practice? Or was this something the girls should do on their own? Be actually you know wake up wake up in the morning you know push-ups plank and bands Mm. and 
then get on their day or if they want to end their day with that. Um, but I think they have to do it. And if they get it another time with their team, then great. The problem with these coaches is there's so many skills we all have to get better at. When you're looking at our very best team, the 18 Westside team, we're still going, oh my gosh, we can get better at this, this, and that. So those two hours we have to look at, six hours a week, two-hour practice, really it has to be used for development of skills. And I like that. PPB, push-up plank band. Write that down. <laughs> that becomes, I've done that with several athletes where they add in something to their routine every day because it's building a habit. And right, as we talked about before, habits, we don't get to choose our outcome, but we choose our habits and our habits dictate what the outcome becomes. So even if this is something like studying for the math quiz, you know, the morning of versus doing, you know, doing five minutes a night the whole week, how much more prepared are you going to be for the math quiz? The same situation with our bodies and our minds and how we get prepared for our season or prepared for your tournament this weekend is 10 minutes a day, PPB. If I'm a morning person, find 10 minutes in the morning. If you're my middle one, he would do his push-ups and planks at first thing in the morning. He used to love to do it. Then he hit puberty. (laughs) Now he can't get out of bed. That's fine. Do it at night before you go to bed. But right. find the time. The, mo- the most important piece is finding the time and setting a time for yourself to do it so that you show up. This is what I do at this time of day, just like brushing your teeth. And, and then it becomes a habit. And that's when you're going to have the most success. Right. Right. Awesome. And, and you talk to somebody who's not able to play and then they'll tell you, oh, God, I would do anything to get right? to practice. And, and those kids really appreciate it. So how do we help them deal, I think, is is key. Great. And that's, so that's a great transition into, we came up with five things that we can do. I mean, these aren't the only five, but I like giving numbers and specifics because it, you know, it's nice to listen to something, but there are a few of you listening that probably are dealing, you know, having an athlete who's injured. So what can we do in the moment? So the first one was, you know, obviously with injury is seeking advice. Um, I know a couple kids, who, girls who got injured this year who end up going to a couple different doctors just to validate the opinion, make sure you're getting the right medical advice. I think that's a good, good idea to do if you don't know exactly what the injury is or if it's, you know, maybe a soft tissue, something where it's not showing up on an MRI, right? Right, right. Um, there's some good people in LA and I think, you know, we just... You know, I have the great back guy. I've got the great knee guy. I've got the, you know, and then, you know, if you're really, you know, the the greatest doctor is the one from USC who kind of checks all your balance. And, you know, there's just so much they can check. So um, getting your body balanced and, you know, finding finding a doctor that can, you know, get you right there. Yeah, that understands. And we obviously working now, there's specialists in all of this and no longer just going to a general practitioner, but going to, I actually heard about a girl who blew her knee out skiing a couple of years ago and ended up just going to a regular, you know, to get her ACL repaired. And the mother says, I really wish I would have gone to a specialist around who knows sports injuries and who knows what we're trying to get back to. You're not an average Joe, just trying to be able to walk again, but really wanting you to be able to get back to a high level of play. It's important. She ended up having to have a second surgery in order to get back and that took her twice as long. So that's super important. Yes. The, and then the it, right doctor is key. And in LA, 
we're so lucky. You can find the right doctor. Just ask. Yeah. And then part two to that is, okay, you've got the advice. So what can you do now? And I know you do a lot of this when girls are injured on your team. It's so, so what you can't be doing full hundred percent workouts. Then you're, you know, you got them on the bike or you got them on bands or, you know, what are the, some of the other things that they can do to, obviously depending on their injury? You know, I mean, there's so much you can do. I just, you know, talked to somebody on a voicemail today and she's got a broken finger. Well, now it's time to just burn your legs up. Okay. Like sprint, hill sprints, jump rope, like lift like crazy. She probably shouldn't even be able to feel her legs while that cast is on, you know, just sore as can be because you're, you know, how you know, box jumps, whatever safely you can do is key. So the other part, there's some part of your body that can get ridiculously strong. Um, obviously you're going to work on a broken bone. There's not a lot you can do with. Um, so I, there's always workouts and all these coaches can give you modified stuff to do on a wall, you know, trapping the ball. I've had girls with casts on their feet, stand and trap and trap. Ashley Williams, our middle blocker had a sprained ankle. She was, she would be on that wall at Marymount. I swear it helped her reach higher, connect better, wrist snap. So she, I mean, she was the most dedicated. I'm like, okay, that's enough. She's like, I'm doing a thousand. I'm doing a thousand. And then she'd do a thousand at the next practice. So there's just so much stuff you can do. Um, And I think all of our sunshine coaches can give you three things. I do these straight leg, whether you're sitting with your legs out straight and you lift a straight leg up six inches off the ground. And this prevents all kinds of knee injuries. So there's just, there's so much you can get done that you can, you can focus on. But I think it, you have to write it down and you have to get a few exercises from everybody. Good. Yeah. I mean, that does come back to preventative too, right? So what are the things you can be doing now? So if you're listening and you're not injured, like take advantage of this moment to be thinking about things that you can, that are going to make, you know, your weaknesses stronger and that's going to help, you know, obviously offset, you're getting ready to travel to Kansas city or Vegas or wherever you're going, you know, it's a, it's a lot of reps. So you gotta, your body's got to be ready for that. Right. And the cardio, you know, we, you know, when, when we have had girls with ACLs, uh, real, that's, you know, kind of the, your worst case scenario, we said, get it. And this is before all these Pelotons, boy, I wish we had that, these, you know, yeah. rent a bike, rent a really good bike for your house so that they can just cardio on the bike, you know, whatever you can train, you got to have, um, stuff. I mean, Hallie Ham now can do a 15 minute wall sit based on Kyle. I'm like, Oh my God, you know, wow. yeah. she's going to come back. So, so much stronger. Hallie was already pretty strong. So just these freak accidents are just the worst, but yeah. Yep. Good. Well, so this part two was, it's a little bit of a step back, but so when it happens, I think there's shock and then we grieve. But uh, an analogy I'd like to use about when something like this happens is, 
everything kind of happens in seasons, right? So if, if in fact, you know, for whatever, let's pretend you were in great shape. Hallie was in great shape. She was at the peak of the season. It happened. It was a freak thing. So fine. Now it happened. Now that's behind you. Now what's the next season that's going to come? So after, wi- after winter comes spring and spring comes summer and she can come back stronger and, and, and in better shape than she was. So taking a moment to plant the flag to say, okay, this happened. I get it. Like that's hard. And then what's the next step? So how can we move through this in a way that's going to make her stronger and put her in a better position for success when she comes back? Right. And I I do think we get back to don't forget about film. I mean, all the physical stuff you can do and having a great PT, but you can learn so much from film. And I don't think we're girls, especially that's not their thing to watch. I mean, you know, they'd rather watch one tree Hill over again. And so would I, (laughs) Um, but I think we, um, we could also learn a lot from our film, past films, watching better players, you know, and so that your brain is still active in the sport and learning in the sport. I think that's another thing that everyone can add. I love that. In fact, that was number three. I'm going to, oh, so that, that's okay. That's all right. So number three is the mental piece, but I think it's so critical. In fact, there's really three pieces that I've been talking to teams a lot about, which is your state, your story, and your strategy. And your state, which is your mindset, which is how do you feel about this? You know, was it fair? What is the story? And that that becomes the story you tell yourself yourself. And then that dictates your strategy. Like, what are you going to do about it? And when we feel like we were a victim, like it wasn't our fault, then we get into a story about, well, it's not going to really matter because I can't get back on the floor for six months anyway. So why bother doing the wall sits? Because, you know, we start to get into a story. But when we figure out that our state, which is mental, which is what do I have control over, which is so powerful. We don't realize how powerful just having a a tough mental state, like you said, watching video when you were playing really well. Or another thing is visualizing your return to play. Your brain doesn't know the difference between you actually playing and you thinking about playing. So you even visualizing yourself, and there's tons of studies that are done about the power of visualization and how that actually increases performance without physical reps. So that's a a, a really key um, tool that I think is very underutilized that, and again, this is volleyball, but this is also life. Like what what is the story you're telling yourself about you know, I flunked the test. Okay, great. So, so what now? What? Okay, what? What do I have control over? Well, I could get a tutor. I can talk to a coach or a teacher. I can get extra homework. I can change the story of what the outcome of the grade is going to be. Similarly, with your volleyball, right? That happened. We're sorry. Yes, and that was that pivotal moment. We you know two years ago when that injury happened. I knew I really wanted this. This so there's going to be a lesson in there that could be a pivotal moment for you that can help you. That's when I knew I wanted to be a doctor. That's when I knew I wanted to play at a high level. Like look for the lesson in there, and that's going to f- feed your why as to why you want to work hard and why you're going to do those wall sits and do your PPBs, your pushups, your planks, and your your bands every day, even if you don't get a play for six months. Right. Right. And sometimes it's it's maybe opening up you a new position is better for you. Mm. I mean, Kaylee Klein had to, uh, you know, really, re- yeah. Every time she was setting, she 
throw that back out. And it, it was just, especially the back sets. Sometimes that's all uh, we've had that before. Um, and so she shifted positions. Um, sometimes, you know, there's, there's just a lot you can do and learn, you know, we've had some players go, you know what, this injury caused this caused that. And now, you know what, I think I should be rowing. I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, that, that is great too. I mean, obviously our first choices could get back to volleyball, but sometimes we can rethink things and then it's actually a better position that you're more suited for, you know, which is nice. Sometimes it's time to pivot. We don't know exactly when that will happen, but it happens for everybody, right? Right. At some point, the ball stops bouncing for us all. So, you know, sometimes it happens sooner than we think we'd like. But usually there's a lesson in there that it, it's something that you learn from that adversity that helps you figure out what it is you truly want. Right. I mean, when you look at um, the, the worst person last year was poor, poor Paige Pennell, who started off hitting a tree, a skiing, and having an accident with a really bad concussion and broken bones in her face, and then comes back really strong, we felt like, and, and then comes down with a knee. Um, and so she just kept rethinking and refocusing, and she had to keep pivoting. Um, and she turned out to have to develop all these skills, all these leadership like work ethic, everything. And it just, you know, without Paige going through all that, I don't know that we would have had the fire and the intensity that Paige brought this high school season. Hmm. So it, you know, it, it, it sucks, but it really, it can, it can make you, you know, determine just new things and new directions and new energy. Which is a great tee up to number four, which is staying close. So staying close to your team. And it sounds like she did. And I know Kaylee did as well when they got injured, which is, so I know sometimes the um, knee jerk reaction is, well, I'm not playing. So it doesn't matter if I'm there. Right. Could argue. In fact, no, it's the opposite. And you need your team and your team needs you and the emotional support that you can bring and that you can receive during that time. I, highly encourage athletes. I'm working with a team this weekend and one of the athletes is injured and the mom said, should she even bother coming? And I said, absolutely, because we want her to feel a part of this. She is a part of this and is a a major part of it. Um, In order for her to return to play faster, again, that comes back to her state of mind. And if she feels more connected, then she's going to feel more supported. If she feels more supported, she's going to be, she's going to be back faster. I agree. And I do think there is a bit of a balance there because I've had kids try to fully do their doctor's appointments and their rehab and do everything with the team. I think you can burn a kid out with that too. And, and there are times when it's like, okay, she's been at every practice, but maybe we're going to do one travel tournament and not all three because that might get depressing. Um, I, we have to, um, We have to find a bit of a balance there doing as much as possible, but also keep it in mind. You can't burn this kid out when they've got PT and other things on the plate. And, you know, it how's their mental health when they're not playing. Some people are fine with it. Uh, Paige Pennell, like it killed her not to go. She actually hijacked her 
like a plane and got on and flew her own self there. <laughs> so that was her mental health. I had one girl, Sammy Selsky, Luann's daughter with an ACL. And by the end of the weekend, and she was upbeat. She's a great, happy kid. But the, the mental anguish of a three-day tournament and being in pain in an airplane, um, you know, when, you know, post-surgery, you got to think, are they in too much pain to go? You know, so it is a, uh, it's a balancing act. So I want parents and coaches to kind of realize that sometimes I think coaches don't take into account all the other stuff these injured kids have to do and their mental health. So I, I think you got to find a balance. Yes, you need to be there, but may, not everything. You know, Great you advice. Can, yeah. Because if they're going to be on the road for five days, that's five days that they don't get to do PT and rest and recover so that they can be back faster. For the for what? For yes, it's nice for them to physically be there, but you're like you're saying, there might be more mental anguish to be there and not to be able to contribute. Um, it might be better off. So parents, that's that's beautifully dovetails into number five, which is what's the parents' role? And so helping your athlete advocate for themselves. So asking them, you know, how are you feeling? Checking in with them. What is your mental state right now? Like you said, maybe you got a page who's like, no, 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 I just want to be there. But maybe you have someone who says, you know what, I would rather do three days of four days of PT and feel like I'm ahead when they come back so that I can be back to play faster. Both are good answers. So allowing them to, you know, checking in with them and allowing them to drive that decision is, is really critical. Yeah. Yeah. It's a balance and everybody's different and every injury is different. Are we, is this a three week injury? Is this a, you know, a three month injury? Is this a six month injury? We have to, we have to timeline it, you know, and pace it, you know, um, I think when planning and goal setting, all that stuff, this is a whole nother separate, um, you know, calendar that needs yeah. to be laid out for these kids and yeah, then something. shared with a coach. None of us sign up for it, but, but when it happens, if, you know, unfortunately it does, um, then, then yes, you're absolutely right. Like, so let's, let's sit down and figure out what is the best strategy so that we can make sure she's supported and that you're supported and you're not driving all over the place. If you're still driving them and feeling like, you know, your child's feeling stressed because they're not contributing and they're not, they're not getting to PT. And like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense for anybody. Yeah. And, and the coach would maybe have a suggestion, like, don't miss the session with Kristen. Don't miss the practice where we're going to dress up for Valentine's day and have tutus and that she cannot miss that. Mm -hmm. Um, We had Kennedy. um, She traveled on our 18 West that has a back injury right now. She traveled to Chicago. It was so important for her to be there cheering at the meals, everything with her team and bonding. But then the last PVL with COVID, she stayed home. So I think um, sometimes a coach, and I thought that was a perfect choice by the parent and by her, like, you know, pick and choose, but maybe get the coaches like, this is what's important to. I love that. Great. All right. So let's recap. So we have five tips here and starting off with, which is absolutely nails it, which is prevention. So what are the things we can do to prevent this? And that I think the push-up plank 
uh, bands, everybody should start doing that immediately, if not sooner. Um, put a routine in. Maybe it's five minutes a day. You can go on Amazon and buy the bands. They're super cheap and attach it to our door and do arms, do legs, do do all of that, you know, five to ten minutes a day in the morning or the night. She gets to pick, right? But being preventative. And, and honestly, I, I did last season the bands with my team. And I put them on and I do them together. It's so important to have a buddy. Got to remember these kids are used to having these 12 best friends to do everything with. Put on the bands. Do the plank. Put on the music. Maybe it's dad with mini weights, you know, but maybe it's brother. But to do it with somebody is real helpful. Fabulous. And then the five tips. So if injury happens to be the case, then first of all, seeking advice, getting great medical attention and getting the right medical attention. Like Carrie mentioned, if you happen to be in LA, you're super lucky. Even if you're not seeking two or three, you know, different opinions to validate that, you know, is like you said, is this a one week injury? Is it a, you know, a month or is it three months, but having that knowledge so that you can then make a plan. Um, I can't say enough about physical therapy and physical therapists. Um, there's some great ones out there. And, and within that, I don't, I, I often, sorry to interject in here, but no, no, I great. say when you ask that physical therapist, can I stay after 30 minutes and be on that bike after my time? Or can I come in 15 minutes and, and do my arms on, on this weight set here? I mean, it's just a great way to um, add in in a great environment where there's somebody there going, oh, no, you know, Carrie, use your legs on that. Um, these physical therapists want you to get better and adding time to those appointments is great. We also have some great underwater physical therapists mm -hmm. in, in our area that will come to your house and add, you know, even adding seven pool workouts and paying for that for your kid in addition to the physical therapy that is insurance paid, it really speeds up pro progress. So there's, there are some things outside the box you can do to maximize, you know, whatever 10 PT times that you got. And I will say in addition to that, I can plug myself, but some parents, if your kid is mentally stuck, and they can't get past the injury. I was working with an athlete last year who tore her ACL. She was only 13, but she wanted to get back to soccer. And so even just a couple sessions of helping her, again, get past the injury and put it behind her so that she doesn't return and play in fear, there can be some quick little unlocks that can speed up their return to play and make it much more smooth. Right. And a sports psychologist yep. sometimes is even needed there, there, there's a lot hypnotherapy, you know, that might need to happen. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two was, you know, reason, re realize that this is seasonal. My son got a concussion. Actually, he got COVID last December in college and then got back. And finally, two weeks later, got a full on concussion where he missed the entire season. Oh. So yeah, it was awful. And, and here he is in COVID and lockdown and not getting to play. And, you know, there was, it was hard. It was having headaches and, I can't look. I can't be even he couldn't even be in the gym because it was too noisy. He couldn't travel with the team. And it feels like this is the way it's going to be. And and realizing like this is a moment, but do what you can with what you have from where you are right now to to 
heal. And so that was really what he had to do. And thank goodness he's at Boston University, which is where they do all the CTE and all the medical research. And they, you know, they were very strict with his return to play protocol. And it took probably three times as long as he wanted to, but touch wood, he's 100% healthy and playing again. And so sometimes parents, I know it's hard when you're in the moment and you feel like, yeah, but this has been going on for a month or two and it's never going to end. It will end. It just sometimes takes longer than we'd like, <laughs> right? Right, right. And number yeah. th- uh, three was the mental training. So what can you do to watch film, to talk to the coach, to get some visualization exercises? Is it, is it affirmations? Is it, you know, what are the things that you're doing that are putting you back onto the floor visually, visually and mentally so that you can return to play faster? Perfect. Number four is staying close. So getting close to those teammates, figuring out what the balance is, how many tournaments am I going to go to? Maybe mapping it out with your parents and parents saying, you know what, you you need to, this should be a priority this weekend. Let's let you do this. And I love that balance that you're talking about, Carrie, with the, the athlete and the parent figuring out what the best route is for them. Right. It's tricky. And then number five, finally, is the parents' role and and helping them. One of my teammates in college, she ended up getting mono, and it went on for two months. And, you know, she was away at college, and it was really hard. And she had to – I mean, I don't even remember it. She's like, oh, my gosh, I was in my dorm the whole time. And, and you know, here I was, her teammate, and was totally clueless that <laughs> she was suffering that way. So one way, Susie Walton talks about this a lot, which is one of the benefits – quote unquote, benefits of them getting injured while they're living with you is that you get to help them go through this dark night of the soul at this time. The next time they might be away at college and they'll need to navigate it themselves. So this is actually a good, you know, preview of of how they're going to do life and how they're going to do adversity when things don't go their way. Yes. Yes. And it's a great time to spend together because having nobody left you know, really, (laughs) you know, no one to drive. It's nice. I can tell you, I'm, I don't miss sunset back and forth, you know, an additional two for two more people than my, just myself going to sunshine practices. But, um, it's, it's, it's a nice time to be their teammate and step in. And you will miss it one day, even if you're in the, in the heat of it now with three or four kids and you're going a hundred different ways, there is a moment where you realize, wow, what a gift that we get to do this at all, right? And what a gift that we get to spend it with our kids and, and such a joy. And it should be fun. It should be part of a, a very happy time and happy memories. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time, Carrie. As always, this is amazing. And parents, uh, you know, if you're raising an athlete, you're listening to this, you're, you're going, going through it. Reach out, you know, if you, if you need help through Carrie, I, I love that she's so available and giving advice and, you know, f- obviously reach out to your, your child's coach first, but we're a team, we're a village, we're all helping each other figure this out. So let's do it together. Great. All right. Thank you well, so much. You're so welcome. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye.